Hey everyone, it's Simon here, and on behalf of Maria and I, I just want to thank you for checking out our podcast. And before we get into things, we just wanted to let you know that this is only part of our online mini-service, and you can check out the whole service and find out more about Everyone Church on our website at everyonechurch.com.au. Hope you can check it out and see the whole thing. For now, on with the podcast. Over the next number of weeks, we're going to be sharing around friendship. Friendship. I'm super excited about it. You know, one of our core values here at Everyone Church is that we lean in to faith friendships and that we look to do life with friends and we love one another. And our posture is lean in, not lean out or walls up. No, our posture is leaning in to friendship, not just association. And if you missed when we first shared on that value, I encourage you to check it out and it re- really help you kind of get where we're coming from and, and, and catch our heart about this whole huge topic of relationship and friendship. And the goal of this series is really to take time to flesh out that value and to help prepare us for new life-giving Bible-based faith friendships. And also I'm believing that God, by His Word and by the Holy Spirit, will do some deep healing in us where we've had relational hurts and healing that really lasts, not just Band-Aid uh, stuff. Or And I'm aware that um, all of us uh, have relational scars. We do. It's just part of life. It just happens. And many of them have happened at the hands of others. And sometimes at the hands of the church and church systems. And sometimes it's because we lack um, wisdom in the area of our relationships and our relational life. I'm not talking about romantic relationships, although that is definitely part of our relational life. But we have uh, maybe there might be times where we haven't instituted boundaries or adjusted our expectations around relationships. And so let's go there. Let's go there. I want to get this right uh, in my life. I want I want our church to get this right in how we do things. So where are you are you at uh, in your relational life today? Maybe you've been hurt. Uh, maybe uh, you are in relational debt or deficit. And I just can't tell you where I would be or wouldn't be if it wasn't for good, amazing, godly faith friendships. Uh, really, I'm indebted to those around me who have helped me on my journey, starting first and foremost with my wife, who's just a, a legend and my closest faith friend. And friends truly frame your future. They really do. And one of the things I, I, I did mention in our original values talk is I recommended Dr. Darius Daniel's book, Relational Intelligence. It's one of my favorites on this topic. And I think it's just very practical and it helps us kind of view our uh, our, our relational life. And what, what he does is he, he breaks up relationships into four different categories. And they are friends, associates, assignments, and advisors. Now, friends are rare and precious, and friendships are relational assets, and that is going to be a lot of our focus in this series, obviously, friends and faith friendships. And associates are not as rare. They exist as long as the association exists. Uh, you know, that guy at work that you will never talk to again once you're not working at that place or that friend from high school that you never really continue to be friends with once that association of high school 
was gone. And sometimes uh, that can be many of our church relationships because church can just become an association. Uh, and once, you know, we move away, on a, we see each other on a Sunday, high five in the foyer, and that's it. You know, there's no real friendship. It's more of an association. It's still a relationship, but it's just an association. And then there's assignments. And, and this might be someone that I am mentoring or coaching uh, or my kids, for example, are, are definitely a, an assignment, a huge assignment in my life. And there's a specific reason for your relationship with them. And advisors, well, I am their assignment. Uh, uh, they are my mentor or coach. And we all encounter uh, all of these relation, relational types in our life. And they're all valuable. They really are. They're all valuable. And many of our relational hurts come about because of misread expectations. Uh, like, I thought you, I thought we were friends, you know, uh, but we were just associates. Or uh, I thought, uh, you know, you were mentoring me and now we can be BFFs forever. Well, like, it might not always end up that way. And that can lead to a relational scar and a hurt. And I also think um, we do need to be careful that church doesn't just become this big association and and or or it just becomes all about assignments and advisors right and we shut off potential friendships because of that uh, and th- it's important to note because in any community uh, there's like a complex web of different relationships and guess what uh, the church is a community it is and uh, and one of the trends uh, I've noticed in lockdown, uh, now that we're in our second kind of long lockdown, we had one last year, one this year. Um, I don't know if you've noticed this too, but it's kind of like a relational reset, you know, you because all those associations you have with people are gone. And you're left with just who are your real buddies. <laughs> and, and, and sometimes that can be um, uh, disorientating because you're like, oh, Thought I had more friends than I really did, but maybe what you had was heaps of associates. And associates aren't bad, but you know, you know what I'm saying. And uh, like, I think God in this season is forming a community in our church. And we have all these different people coming from all different backgrounds and different uh, experiences, and we're all coming together and what an opportunity we have right now as everyone church, because we literally are, most of us are sitting at home and haven't had any actual interaction or very little. Um, and we have the opportunity to set our heart right, to set our expectations right, to set our motivations right before we actually start coming together in just a, a few short weeks where we can actually hang out and have a park lunch and stuff like that. So let's make sure we don't... Um, come in with so much hurt and weird expectations that it just sets us up for more disappointment and the cycle continues. You know, Christianity is meant to be communal. It is communal and it's meant to be lived out alongside others. And God created us to be relational beings. And he is relational. Our God is relational. You know, when when God created man in Genesis chapter 2, when he said, it is no good for man to be alone. What was his solution to that? Was it, you know, entertainment? Just, you know, just 
dropped a Nintendo Switch right there in the Garden of Eden? No. Or was it more food? Oh, man. Like, no, it, actually, his solution was another person. Another person. And in this, we see the design of God uh, that people should exist together. That, that's the design. Isolation is not God's design for humanity or the church community. Okay? And relationship really describes the way in which we interact with one another. And this is especially true for us as Christians. It says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 20 to 22, Together we are his house built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, and the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. We are carefully joined together in him, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. Through him, you Gentiles are also being made part of this dwelling where God lives by his spirit. Carefully joined together, we are his dwelling place on the cornerstone of Christ himself. How amazing is that? This is like sacred stuff. Relationships aren't just meant to be a means to an end or transactional or or a strategic tool like I'm going to be friends with you because you know I can you know, this is like a business partnership. No, they're like the mortar that connects us together as we are being built up into this 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 holy temple uh, where the Holy Spirit dwells. And that's a powerful image in Ephesians 2 of, of us being built up brick by brick on the foundation of Christ and his word and together in relationship. Okay, and when we start treating each other in a way that is divisive and manipulative and causing disunity and, and there's no authenticity or transparency, we very quickly enter into relational deficit. Our relational life is just in the negative and we hurt people and we're hurt and we don't have relationship the way God has intended it to be. And it burdens me to say that I know so many Christians and non-Christians too, but obviously we're dealing with Christians a lot in, (laughs) in church life, but I know so many Christians who are in relational deficit. And it's heartbreaking. It's it's sad. And a lot of times it's because of a misuse of relationships in the church community. It all just becomes about uh, strategies and, and, you know, and groups and this and that. And it's all just forced. And, and what happens is, is, is relationships just get misused. And we have the opportunity and the responsibility as everyone church, as this new community forms, to set the standard right in our church. And to be friendly and loving and genuine and authentic in our relationships with one another. Doesn't mean that we all have to be best friends. But no, our our lean-in is, hey, you know what? We love one another. I'm not here to manipulate or to fill this weird insecurity void. No, no, no. We're here to join together in unity and harmony and live in community together. And it's easy to point fingers at the past and, and... and to say, oh, this is what happened to me here or there. And, but let's be better than that. Let's be bigger than that. And let's build on Christ and his word. Amen. And we all as um, children of God have a common purpose. And our relationship, our relationships in the faith uh, become important because they are like purpose partnerships. And faith friends are purpose partners. Okay, and some people's presence 
in my life and your life are actually evidence of God's providence. And God uses the people around me to help achieve his purpose within me. He does. It says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 to 25, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works, and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Those words, meeting together, uh, They are translated from a Greek word, which I'm not going to try to say. It's going to show up here on the screen. I'll put it on papyrus to make it look really amazing. But that word literally means assembly. It means assembly. And do not stop assembling together. Uh, Encourage one another toward love and good works. In Jesus' name, amen. Faith friends are purpose partners. And God uses the people around me to achieve his purpose within me. So relationships are important. And not every relationship I have is a friendship. Okay? My relational life needs management. It does. It needs management. Uh, for example, uh, some people are are great company, but really bad counsel. <laughs> uh, some people are great mentors, but not the best mates. And that's okay. Uh, We need to be wise in our relational life. And my ability to discern uh, my relational life and what's going on around me and within me is called relational intelligence. And that's what Dr. Darius talks about in his book. And we need to be careful not to just manage our relationships um, emotionally only, but we need to use wisdom. And why is that? Well, uh, we don't want to be in such a place of hurt and emotional reaction that we just stop flourishing and loving people and being in unity with people. Um, and, and if God uses the people around me to help achieve his purpose within me, okay, and I am in such a, a relational deficit place and a hurt place that I just don't have anyone around me, particularly people, uh, friends in the faith, well, you know where that ends up leading, right? That Those purposes can't be totally fulfilled. And there are relational roles in our life that are unique and needed, uh, and they're not all friendships, okay? But in general, I would encourage us and, and myself that relationship in our lives needs to be, uh, every relationship needs to be loved biblically, okay? It needs to be valued equally, Uh, but treated differently. And you might say, well, what do you mean? Like treated differently, um, like isn't like to love and value everyone to treat everybody the same? Well, no, like we love and value everyone in their uniqueness and their unique role in our lives. Like I I value my kids. I love my kids. I, I value and love my wife. I value and love my friends, but I don't treat them all the same, right? I think we all know that in in the practical outworking of relationship, not all relationships are the same. So as we move through this series, I want to be clear that I'm not always talking about um, uh, associations or advisors or mentors or you know parents or now we're focusing in on on friendship, faith, friendship, because God is forming a community, and that community is called everyone. Church and that this community is going to impact our community, amen. Uh, so, out of all my relationships, why 
is friendship so important? It's a great question. <laughs> well, friendship's important because Jesus shows us that he values friendship. And when Jesus was about to endure the cross, he sits with his disciples and he tells them some super important stuff. And one of the things he shares with them is in John 15, verse 12 to 15. He says, this is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends since I have told you everything the Father told me. You are my friends, he says. Uh, Your most important friendship is with Jesus first and foremost. And if your friendship with him is not fresh and in a good place, well, I would encourage you to stop right now and get that right. Get that right with him. Christianity is not about uh, religion and rituals. It's about relationship with him. We've heard that many times if you've been around church life. You are my friends, he says. And in context, Jesus wasn't speaking to anybody. He was speaking to his disciples, to those he shared his life with. And friendship is really about sharing your life with someone. It's about access, giving people access. And that is why um, often the case is the best advisors and mentors in in our lives are actually friends. Because we have given them access, we have uh, we're able to be vulnerable and 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 transparent. It says in Proverbs twenty seven verse nine, the heartfelt counsel of a friend is as sweet as perfume and incense. We give access to friends. We do. And who are you giving access to in your life? And are they worthy of that access? You know, like. Uh, are you giving access to people that really you probably uh, probably going to burn you eventually? Or are you giving access to people that are trustworthy and, and godly? Um, you know, I can teach you through a screen right now, like I'm talking to a camera in our in our. This is our church auditorium, which is a spare bedroom in our house, and I can talk to you and I can make eye contact with you directly. Okay, but if you really want to be friends with me, you need access. You know, we need to get a meal, mate. We, we need to hang out. We need to have access to one another. And Jesus is saying, uh, he's showing us an example of how he gave his followers and his people around him access to himself. And God gives us access to himself. And he's saying, do the same. Do the same to each other. Love each other as I have loved you, Jesus says. And friendship is truly the most precious part of our relational life. Faith friends are purpose partners, and God uses those around me to help achieve his purpose within me. Uh, Do you have a friend today? Do you have a real friend, Uh, a friend in the faith? Uh, It's always a concern for me uh, as a pastor and someone who has been in pastoral ministry for a while, for over a decade. When I when I think about it, um, when I meet a a, a Christian uh, who has no close friends in the faith, 
Uh, that's a concern. Um, and why is that? Well, sometimes it's because maybe we're in a, an environment where there just is no genuine relationship. Like we might be in an environment where people are just putting on facades and masks and everything's about, you know, if I'm going to meet up with you, it's to tell you what I want from you and it's not actual friendship. Um, but sometimes it's because we're hiding something. It's like we have that, uh, oh, I like hanging out with this mate because uh, I can drink too much with that mate or uh, I, I can talk inappropriately with that mate or I, I can have uh, like a mini backslide with that friend. It's like a great escape, you know, from, from all the... And, and uh, most of that kind of behavior is founded on shame and, and not allowing God's grace to, uh, to transform us. And, and re, we really need to have those friends in the faith around us where we can be authentic and transparent and even share our mistakes and know that we're not going to be hammered for it. Yeah. Uh, and we have friends in the faith and their purpose partners. And not every friend I have is pushing me toward love and good deeds. And not every friend we have is encouraging us to follow Jesus. And we need that. We need that. We absolutely need that as Christians. And this is one of the reasons why the church exists. It's because we can't be fully formed into the image of Christ without the help of others. Uh, we need friends in the faith. Friends in the faith our purpose partners, and God uses the people around me to help achieve his purpose within me. So over the, the next coming weeks, we're going to go here. We're going to take it slow. We're going to go through what being a faith friend is all about. We're going to look at good biblical examples of faith friendship. We're going to ask the question of what, what does real friendship look like? Biblical friendship. What and Or what has God, uh, who has God brought into my life to be a good faith friend to me in this next season? And what kind of friend am I being? We're going to ask those questions. So I would encourage you to join us. And in many ways, today is just a big introduction. We're churning up the ground a little bit and creating some curiosity for the next coming weeks. But let's be in prayer that God would just set a great foundation for us to move forward. In, in the next few weeks, we will be gathering, uh, whether that's in a park together, which is probably what it will be, uh, or, or by God's grace, and we're believing that in the next few months, we'll be able to have a an in-person church service and, and we'll be able to gather and worship together and, and pray together. I'm just so excited about that. But we want to make sure as this community forms, that we form it in a godly way. Amen that we, we come together with, with God intentions in Jesus' name. So let me pray for us today as we really take this time over the, the I encourage you to take time this week to allow the Holy Spirit to just work in you, in, in your relational life. You probably have a lot more time as lockdown is slowly coming to an end, uh, a lot more time to just have reassessment and, and time with the Lord in this area of our life. Let me pray for us. Lord, I thank you that you created us to be relational. I thank you that you are a relational God. You give us access to yourself. And I pray over these next weeks that you would help us be transformed in our thinking about relationship. 
and about friendship. And I pray that this community would just continue to form. Lord, I pray for any of my brothers and sisters in Everyone Church who might be carrying burdens, relational burdens where they've been hurt or where they've hurt others. I ask that you, by your Holy Spirit, that you would bring healing over these next weeks, that we would go on this journey together of faith, friendship. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you're watching today and you have not started a friendship with Jesus, you have not started following him, I want to invite you today to accept him into your life. You know, Jesus was described in his time on earth as a friend of sinners. (laughs) In fact, the religious people got really annoyed with him because they're like, how dare he hang out with these sinful people? And he was called a friend of sinners because he gave people who probably weren't worthy and weren't religious or or, sinful people access to himself. He ate with sinful people. And you know what? He today extends an offer to you. We're all sinners, all of us. You know, we don't deserve to enter heaven one day. We, we've, we've sinned. You know, if heaven is a perfect place, even one sin disqualifies us. So we cannot earn our way to heaven. I can't just do enough good stuff to make my, to just wash off all of my sinful nature. No, we need a miracle. And that miracle comes by Jesus coming into our heart by the Holy Spirit and washing our past clean. This is why he died on the cross. He gave himself for you. He gave himself for your sin, for my sin. And we can start that journey today of getting to know him and his ways right now, right in this moment. So if you want to start that journey, maybe you might have heaps of questions. Well, it starts with asking him and believing in him and receiving his forgiveness. And then the journey begins. It's not just a tick box thing and then it's like, hey, I'll see you in heaven. No, no, no. It it is a journey and we want to help you on that journey. But it starts with a prayer. And what I would love to do is lead you in this prayer. The words are going to come up on the screen and I'm going to pray this out loud. And I want you to say this to Jesus. If you want to make this decision today, say it to him as I pray it along with you. Dear Jesus, I pray to you today and I ask you to forgive my sin. I give my heart to you. I believe you came and that you gave your life on the cross for my sin. I believe you rose again. And today I receive by faith your forgiveness and friendship. I thank you that I will enter heaven one day to be with you forever. Help me on this journey of following you. Amen. Amen. Well, if you made that decision, let us know. Head to our website. We would love to help you. Even if you're out of area, if you're, if you're in another country, I don't care. Like, we want to help you. Our motivation is to help bring Jesus to everyone everywhere, and that includes you. So we would love to send you a Bible, send you some any kind of resource to help you on this journey of following Jesus. Well, church, have a great week this week, and be blessed. Hey, and let's just allow the Holy Spirit to keep ministering to us, and let's get excited about getting together in the coming weeks.